0: Welcome in to White Claw Hard Seltzer Studios. It is time for Rattling Cages right here on Fan Run Radio. Today is the day we have waited for months for. We're finally excited to get some racing back. So we thought. So we thought. With the rain moving into Daytona last night, yesterday, and into today, uh, looks like we're not going to get either the Xfinity Series race or The Cup Series race today, if you look at the forecast, you see what all is going on down there, and that's just a common problem that you can have from time to time in the world of racing. Now, when we, you know, started talking about, you know, well, you know, they should really think about rescheduling these races to one o'clock or whenever, uh, that that doesn't really apply when it comes to rain. So we're going to talk about what's going on in the Cup Series today, what all has happened this week with the duels, with qualifying. Uh, we're not going to touch on the Clash at all because that was, uh, quite frankly, yeah, gross. But <laughs> it is what it is. We're going to be joined by Ken Rutger from Joe Gibbs Racing coming up here in about 19 minutes. And we're going to break down everything that is happening around the NASCAR world.
1: JL, how are you, sir? Well, I'm doing doing well. I'm, You know, like everybody else, I was excited coming into this weekend. But obviously, that's tempered because... Of, Looks like the weekend, at least uh, the racing part of the weekend, is going to extend into tomorrow. So, it looks like we're going to have a, a Daytona Monday. Uh, but, you know, nothing you can do about it. So, um, you know, we're still hopeful, but not... I mean, there's a little bit of hope. You just think, well, maybe we can get a window. But I don't think it's going to happen the way it looks.
0: No, I don't, I don't think so. Um, and, of <clears throat> course, like we mentioned, the Xfinity Series race being postponed to tomorrow as well. So, one of the things that we had mentioned was scheduling uh, and it's been common it's like okay well when should they race at this track when should they race at that track you don't want to do Bristol at the same time in which the University of Tennessee is going to play the Florida Gators you just don't do that so one of the things that you know came to my mind is well what's the best time what's to actually do time? these races on a Monday if they can't be done on Sunday and the first thing that pops to my mind do it in prime time you know 6.30 7 o'clock yeah everybody's going to be up late but at the same time, you're going to get more eyes on that race than what you would should it start at, say, noon, 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock. And that's the sole reason I believe that's the way it should be. Now, you have to factor in that there's going to be an Xfinity Series race tomorrow. JL, do you know the rule right off the top of your head as to how long they have to wait in between races if you got a doubleheader?
1: Uh, To be honest, I don't. I I know uh, the other night with the uh, truck race running long, which was an absolute joke, that race, it backed up the ARCA start, Uh, but you've got to have time to get everybody off pit road, all the crews, all the war wagons and so on, Uh, get everybody back to their hauler so there's room for the next series to come out and get everything set up. Uh, all the tires, you know, they're lined up next to the pit boxes. So I don't know the exact length of time that, that they need, but, uh, it, it is a process.
0: Absolutely. And, uh, go ahead and give you the starting lineup for today's race. We're going to go through the first five rows up front. You got Joey Logano winning the poll, Michael McDowell on the outside of him. And then in the second row, you've got Tyler Reddick and Christopher Bell. Third row, everybody's favorite wonder child, Chase Elliott, along with Austin Sendrick who has won this race before, then row four, you have Alex Bowman and multi-time Daytona 500 winner, three-time champion of the Daytona 500, Denny Hamlin, and rounding out the top 10, you have Carson Hosevar and John Hunter Nemechek. Carson's first start in the Daytona 500 will most likely be tomorrow. Anything stand out in that top 10 to you?
2: No,
1: it looks like a pretty good mix. Uh, You know, you got Fords on the front row, then two Toyotas. You've got a couple Chevys up there, row three, row five. Uh, You know, the the Toyotas didn't qualify well, but that's behind us. It's race time. Uh, The thing that's going to possibly hurt a Toyota is the fact there aren't that many of them. You know, when they all try to pit together, and we saw the other night in in the duel that uh, Martin Truex missed it when the other Toyotas pitted. Uh, So that can throw you off. There is strength in numbers at these super speedways. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that kind of gives the Chevrolets an edge. Those Fords looked good the other night. And, uh, you know, with Logano and McDowell up front, they both know how to run at this track. So I think whenever they do get it in, it's going to be an interesting race. That's for sure. But, uh, you know, it's all about being there at the end, putting yourself in a spot to take advantage and, and not getting caught up in all the garbage that goes on to get to that point.
0: And that's something that is going to happen at this track. If, uh, sure. if, if you're new to racing, you're new to NASCAR, you're new to super speedway racing. One of the things that I like to explain to everybody is that it's almost as if it's not you versus the other drivers at some points. It's basically you versus Daytona or it's you versus Talladega. It's like, how can you maneuver yourself around the track? That way it doesn't swallow you up. And that's exactly how it transpires. A lot of times. I mean, you see the big one, and you're running you know, four or five cars behind the guy that is turning right or turning left, spinning out. There's nothing you can do. I mean, it's just like going up against an athlete that is a five-star, and you're not even being registered on the recruiting scale. There's just nothing you can do about what's about to happen. That's right. And, you know, unfortunately, we saw what happened in the duels. Your uh, reigning Cup Series champion Ryan Blaney – actually gets caught up in a mess with William Byron and takes out quite a few cars. As you saw in the truck race the other night, you have the big one and it seems like it wipes out the entire field. I mean, th- that's just what happens
1: at these tracks. It is. And, uh, you know, we've seen a result of in the past, we've seen as a result of the big one guys missing it in the back of the field. Some names that aren't normally associated with the top 10, you know, uh, Cody Ware a few years ago got a top 10 finish and, uh, it's an opportunity for some guys like that, but here's, here's the big thing. If you can make it out of Daytona unscathed, especially picking up that win, you have just set the tone for that season because no matter what else happens, you're in the playoffs, you know, the the first winners, the first guy in the playoffs. Now you obviously, hopefully, pick up some more wins and, and they're competing some more wins for the rest of the year. But if nothing else, you can already race the rest of the season with an eye on the playoffs and start gearing up for that, even though we're in February. So it's just a huge advantage in so many ways with uh, morale and, and uh, the security of knowing you're going to be racing at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. If you can pick up that win early. So there, even though it's the first one, there is a lot on the line.
0: And it's paid dividends for people in the past. I mean, you look at guys like Michael McDowell sure, who have won this race. And the reason we bring him up is because he is one of the good guys in the sport. It's like you can't help but to pull for the guy. Mm-hmm. And he gets that win, locks himself in to the playoffs at the end of the year. And just see how appreciative he was of everything around him and not just basking in himself, but appreciating everything and everyone around him. That was probably my favorite Daytona 500. Because it looked like when they threw the caution flag that
1: Chase Elliott was going to have a shot to win. And he didn't. Yep. And another didn't. guy. And I'll tell you, if you're looking for an underdog name to pay attention to today, uh, and, and I think, honestly, McDowell's past the point of being the underdog. I know their team's not Penske. It's it's not a, a top-tier team. But they are getting top support from Ford now. And McDowell's proven he can, he can do it. Uh, so I don't know that he's quite, he's still a great story. He's not the great underdog that he was in previous years, but I'll tell you somebody to keep an eye on. I think it's Justin Haley.
0: Yes, absolutely. It, I already
1: placed the bet on him. You know, it, it kind of made people stop when he left college to go over to Rick Ware racing, but they've got an alliance with Stuart Haas. They're getting support there. Uh, he is starting, where is he? Row 11. He's mm-hmm. outside of row 11 and 22nd. Haley can run these super speedways, too. So if you're looking for an underdog to kind of take that role that McDowell held the last few years, Haley's one you might want to look at. Absolutely. And then, of course, a driver with uh, absolutely
0: terrible odds like he had last year, um, Harrison Burton is another one you can get some good odds on right now. And, of course, he's driving the Wood Brothers Ford, which has the alliance with Penske. Now, Harrison last year in this race – was running up front. I had him at plus 800 odds on a $10 bonus bet. I thought I was about to pay the mortgage that month with that. <laughs> but ultimately it didn't, and, you know, it is what it is. But someone else to talk about. Kyle sure. Bush. People want to say that he is this generation's Dale Earnhardt. Now, I wouldn't go that far. The guy can flat out race. The guy is just a wheel man. That's all, he did. Mm-hmm. That's all he does. It's all he ever has been. This is his. It's either his twentieth or his twenty-first Daytona 500. Kyle Busch has never won this. He is starting thirty-fourth. He has some of the top odds to win this. Can Kyle get it done? If it were a mile and a half track and it were a track that he was good at, but he's but he's not won there yet. I would say he's got a shot. However, this is Daytona. And you never know what's going to happen. I mean, Ricky Stenhouse Mm -hmm. has a Daytona 500. He's the most recent winner of this race. And then you have guys, you know, there's new faces for Stuart Haas this year as well. Josh Berry, Noah Gregson. That's going to be interesting Mm -hmm. to watch, see if those guys can get something done. Because Noah, Noah can will it as well.
1: Well, you know, he did in the Xfinity series, and he obviously struggled before the off-track issues came up last year. He was struggling with this car. So that's going to be an interesting story to watch, not only today, but as we get deeper into the season. Kyle, you know, he's won here before in in, uh, Xfinity. Uh, He knows what he's doing. again, whether it's Kyle or Ricky or any of them, it comes down to being there at the end. You've got to make it to the end. Have luck on your side to avoid that trouble. I think if Kyle were to win Daytona, it'd be a huge story because we know last year when he went to Childress and he got off to a hot start, he kind of took off that black hat in the eyes of a lot of fans and put on the white hat and all of a sudden he became a good guy. So I think it would be a very popular story if Kyle Busch were to win his first uh, Daytona 500. But there are, uh, as you know, there are storylines up and down the grid. Uh, how are the, the stewart haas Fords going to come back after a horrible year? Um you know, a guy like Kyle, how does he follow up? What well, started as a strong season last year, but kind of faded uh, as we got deeper into the year and into the playoffs. You mentioned Harrison Burton. he's He's got to get something done this year. There's mm-hmm. just, just no getting around that. He has to, if not win, he has to be competing for wins and putting that 21 car up front. Uh, it, it's It's time to do the job or get off the pot in his case.
0: You know, and it's kind of funny, you know, we had mentioned um, sort of the same conversation about Ryan Blaney last season. It's not so much that Ryan wants to win, it's the fact that Ryan needs to win. Yeah. And then the guy ends up winning the championship. So, there's a lot of storylines that are going to come out of this weekend. There's going to be guys that are mad at each other. There's going to be guys that you think might be, it's like, okay, well, this is the end of the rope. Well, like we said, it's Daytona and we'll have those yeah. storylines and we're going to talk more about that, you know, as the season progresses. And when you look at everything going on with Daytona, um I don't know. I'm just I'm just kind of bummed right now. I'm not going to lie, JL. I had a brisket on. I threw it on last night, and I was like, okay, well this weather's going to move out. We're going to be good tomorrow. No, so now I'm just I'm babysitting a brisket that I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm just going to have to hold off and wait on. But yeah. you know, all the other storylines that we have that are coming into the race. One of the things that stands out to me is actually a gentleman we had on the show back in October. If you guys remember Willie Mullins, when he made his appearance here on the GI Jake show, or excuse me on, uh, (laughs) on rattling cages, (laughs) caught myself. So you still getting used to that whole, you know, you switch from one show to the other and you get one named after you. It's like, okay, well let's get it right. But um, when he joined us here on rattling cages, you know, When we did the interview, of course, when we do these pre-recorded interviews, a lot of the times it's either on a Skype call or a Zoom call. And I saw Willie, and I was like, that might be one of the hardest working guys in the sport, period. Yeah. Because I think he had actually just got done working on a car Mm -hmm. to come and do the interview. And just how personable he was, how humble he was, how open and honest he was, I was like, man, I really want that guy to get a win. And then sure enough, he gets the pole. For the Arca race. First in his career. Very first in his career. And of course, things didn't go his way in the race on Friday night, but, you know, solid performance, I must say. Had, yeah, a, it was, had a really it, solid it, it save was, at
1: one point. Yeah, he had a great save. It was a real bittersweet weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've had a lot going on off the track. Uh, you may have heard during the coverage Friday, but uh, his wife, Dinah, who is very involved with the team, she's. Uh, actually the official car owner of the team. Mm -hmm. Uh, Her dad died in the off season. Yes. A few weeks after that, she was diagnosed with breast cancer. Uh, I'm fortunate enough to know Willie and Donna, and I I certainly wish her the absolute best. She's tough, and I know she's going to do everything she can to to battle that. And he gets the pole. He gets all this great attention. He was running well early on, got caught up uh, in some issues which normally come up in Arca races and he ended up finishing 28th. And then on the way home, I don't know if you saw this, but one of the inside tires on their, the cab of their car hauler blew. Oh no. So they had to deal with that and put some damage on the left side of the cab. So, uh, you know, I guess you got to take the bad with the good, but that was a pretty bittersweet weekend, but it did, it raised his profile in the eyes. A lot of people, uh, those who, Maybe you're just casual fans that didn't know Willie. They got a good introduction to him after he won that poll, and, and the crew, the uh, booth did a great job of talking about him and his story. So hopefully this just leads to better things overall for that team. But obviously with, with Dinah's situation, I'm sure uh, that's not the focus right now. But uh, they're good people, and we wish the best for them. Absolutely.
0: Thoughts and prayers go out to the Mullins family, Willie, Dinah, all those people, you know, just like we said, good people, Humble people, and you hate to see anybody like that having to deal with what they're going through right now. Stay with us. When we return, Ken Rutger from Joe Gibbs Racing will join us next. Stay with us. Stay locked in right here on FanRun Radio.
3: Ever been the coach who realized the team's gear just wasn't up to par? Well, if I'm being honest, that was me. Just a downright irresponsible and plain bad coach. Then, SM Athletics changed the game. I want you to picture this. I walk into their store, a coach, or visit smathletics.com. Get the best for your team, delivered right and on time. So, elevate your team's game by contacting SM Athletics
4: today ebay motors here for the ride elbow grease and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own led headlights spoilers whatever you need ebay motors has it all at affordable prices and with ebay guaranteed fit it's guaranteed to fit your ride every time with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to bring home the win keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions
2: apply I was afraid to cut the cord, but once I did, I couldn't believe it took so long to do it. Paying too much for my cable bill had become a bad habit. I either wasn't getting what I wanted or never knew where to find any of my favorite shows until it was too late. Plus, the prices just kept going up. Thankfully, I discovered a new way to watch called Philo. For just $25 a month, I can catch all my favorite shows on networks like BET, MTV, and TLC. It even has Nickelodeon for my kids. I can watch anytime I want, anywhere I want. Plus, Philo lets me have up to three streams at once, so everyone can watch what they want at the same time. Throw in the unlimited DVR that saves all my favorites for up to a year, and this really is the best deal in TV. I just wish I hadn't waited so long. Sound too good to be true? Well, try it out for yourself, and you'll see why people who love TV love Philo. Go to philo.tv, that's P-H-I-L-O dot TV and start your seven-day free trial now.
5: Attention service members and veterans. Introducing the Griffin Law Firm, your trusted ally in military legal matters. Whether it's fighting for your rights, navigating complex regulations, or seeking justice, at Griffin Law, your mission is their mission. Here's VFL Marshall Griffin.
2: As a veteran and retired military attorney, I've successfully defended lifelong benefits and helped preserve professional futures. So I know that when you hire a military justice lawyer, you maximize your chance to get relief. With my unique experience, I can advocate for you because there's no military matter that's too big or too small. Let us help you make these critical decisions that could affect the rest of your life. Remain silent, request counsel, call Griffin Law.
5: For a free consultation, call 888-707-4282. That's 888-707-4282. Or visit GriffinLawDefense.com. Hello, Fan Run listeners. We want to thank all of you for your support of the new Fan Run Morning Show. In our first few weeks on the air, we've welcomed Hall of Fame coach Rick Barnes, Ball legend Josh Dobbs, Tennessee assistant coach Greg Polinski, and other great writers and experts to our show. And we're just getting started. So if you're missing the morning show, you're truly missing out. Join us Monday through Friday at 7 a.m. on 1340 a.m., 105.7 FM, and on the Fan Run Radio app. Wake up with the Fan Run Radio morning show.
0: Here on Rattling Cages, right here on Fan Run Radio, Jake Miller, JL Steele, cruising along with you on a Sunday morning as we prepare for the Daytona 500. Pleased to be joined by Ken Rutger, the Xfinity Setup Specialist at Joe Gibbs Racing. Ken, how are you, sir?
6: I'm pretty good. How are you today?
0: Hey, living the dream, man. So this is what you all have been working for. All off-season long, you finally get here to Daytona. All of a sudden, uh, there's this thing called rain that has uh, prolonged the plans a little bit, gives you guys a couple extra days to get everything set up, make some last-minute adjustments. Just go through what that was like, you know, getting everything ready in the offseason and getting ready for this particular race. And, oh, by the way, you've got about 30 more that you have to deal with. And, you know, this is something that you've done for years and years and years. Just go through what it's like in the typical offseason leading up to going to Daytona.
6: Yeah, we're down on the on the extended side. Um, You know, I just moved to Joe Gibbs from the big machine operation with uh, Parker Kligerman from last year, and uh, you know I'm car chiefing and coming off the road this year's big change for me. So uh, we've added a a fourth car down at uh, Joe Gibbs. So logistically in the shop, it's been a little, I would say, uh, not too chaotic, but it's been a little bit of a a little bit of growing pains because you add the fourth car, and you add some new people and new systems, new procedures, new parts, new application of the parts. So you, there've been a lot of uh, long hours in the last couple of months to get ready for this. And, you know, you, you anticipate, Hey, we're racing Saturday, 5:30. we're getting ready to go, getting ready to go. Families and friends and crews are all ready to go. And then, you know, mother nature rains on the parade, so to speak, and it looks like they're going to rain on it today. But, uh, you know, everybody's been methodically preparing with all, all the cars. You know, we have two ARCA teams in our shop and we have four Xfinity cars and four Cup cars. So there's a lot of parts and pieces, a lot of moving things going around. So it's it's like there's like 10 surgeries going on weekly. Um, so, but everybody's been really good. Um, all, all the cars were prepared good. The ARCA side didn't go like we had planned. Um, cup cars are really fast with the new Toyota bodies. So, you know, by themselves, they're not as good as they are in the draft. I mean, they've, they've built a race car, um, and our Xfinity cars are the same way. Um, so everybody's been pull, pulling together and uh, pulling the rope in the same direction. You know, if you're pushing the rope, you fall on your face. But, you know, you pull on that rope, you're going to be successful, and you're going gonna to pull the competition right out of your way. So it's it's been – there's been some a couple long days, a lot of good days, Um not a lot of on the floor fighting, but everybody's just pulling together, and and uh, I guess we're gonna have to wait a couple more days to get both of these races in. So it doesn't look good for today either, but I know this all, all Joe Gibbs cars they're they're gonna be ready to go and they're gonna be ready to fight for the win. So Coach Gibbs is really excited about going to the track each week with four cars in each division, and uh, he says we got the, just better chances to win when we have four cars on on the the racetrack, and we got some really good people. Across the board, from top to bottom, at Joe Gibbs Racing, really excited about 2024. Um, so, and I know Sheldon; he's he's excited. The, the whole driver lineup that we have in the Xfinity side is 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 really good. There's a good mix of really good veterans. You know, Eric is going to a a part-time deal, being like a driver mentor for some of the younger kids that have a lot of talent. And uh, we pretty much see all those kids, uh, mostly all the drivers. We see them uh, every day. They're in the shop, they're working on the simulators, they're looking at the cars, they're talking to the guys, and they're you know, they're they're buying lunches for the guys and they're they're working on the fellowshipping. So we're 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 really ready to go for this weekend, and we're really ready to go for two thousand twenty-four.
0: And everybody loves a free lunch. And you know, Ken, you've had the pleasure of working with some big time names in this sport. You've worked with Bill Elliott, Chad Knaus Robbie Gordon, Ryan Newman. And your experience has brought you to this point, to where it's like, okay, we got to get these cars prepared. we got to get everything that we can get done at Daytona. And Daytona, as you know, it's unlike any other track. I mean, Talladega would be the most similar to it. But, you know, JL and I were talking, and it seems at times, it's almost like it's not you versus the other drivers. It's you and your car versus the track itself. So, obviously, you're talking to drivers as well during this point. What is the message that you relay to them you know in, in in order to ease their mind in a sense
6: well it's it's kind of a new terminology that comes out, but you have to be aggressively patient. you have to be at Daytona it could it, it will bite you in the in the half of a blink of an eye um just like you saw with ryan you know he he was six hundred feet from from getting me they, getting us at Ralph Fenway at that time getting us a, a 500 ring and, you know, a good friend of ours, Corey LaJoy, he, he you know, he was in the wreck with him and, and uh, it was just a racing guilt. You know, it was like victories within your sights. And then the next thing you know, you're in the front row. So you have to be aggressively patient and they, uh, the drivers these days on super speedways, it's really like they're, they're in combat every second of the race until after the checkered flag, because it just, in a blink of an eye, it could all be—it could all be upside down, and and it's—they just have to be aggressively patient and work their way through the day. And then, you know, it doesn't matter if you run the Daytona 500 or the Baja 1000; it's you have to adapt and overcome when situations happen during the race. It's just because you get into a skirmish somewhere in the middle of the race it doesn't mean that your race is over, because you have a still have a really long race to go. So, they're uh, they prepare for it mentally and physically, and uh, NASCAR has done a great job on the safety aspect of it, so it puts a little bit of ease of mind for the drivers. And uh, they never close the door in advancement in driver safety. So we have meetings over the winters about silly little things like, you know, how much padding you're putting on here the uh, and headrests and the, the type of padding that you use and, uh, you know, fireproof stuff. They're, they're really, really on it as far as looking after the drivers because, Some of the teams we we focus on, you know, we focus on aerodynamics and preparation and engine prep and chassis prep and putting all those details together. But we don't really put a lot of thought into the driver safety sometimes because the other stuff takes such a focus away from it. But NASCAR has their own team there, and they do a phenomenal job looking out for us as well. You know, look and we look after the drivers on a weekly basis. So they we get them ready. You know, they they they'll run simulators for qualifying laps at Daytona. So just because you qualify on the front row does not necessarily mean you have the, the fastest car in the field. So, and I think you'll probably see that hopefully today, but it doesn't look like it, but you'll, you'll see that a lot of it tomorrow and probably when we'll run both races.
1: Hey, Ken, JL here. And I, I appreciate you coming on with us. And Jake What's mentioned up, some buddy? of the names you've worked with in the past, but for those who are just hearing your name for the first time, if you can briefly walk us through your history, your story of where you got started, you know, what you've done with names that that people would be familiar with and so on. Give people a chance to to know what you've, your journey to this point. Oh God, this is a, this could be a long day, (laughs) but, uh,
6: you know, I grew up, my dad had a body shop my whole life and, um, him and the guy, guy he worked for, they had a, they had a modified, northeast dirt modified a 320 car at that time between a 20 cubic inch alcohol car and he kind of sold that car and uh dad's like i'm gonna go drag racing and i'm a 12 year old kid and and he sells to this guy kevin cross and uh he he um my dad went to go to island dragway in new jersey one day and he's like hey we're going drag racing I said, i'm not going drag racing i'm going with kevin we're gonna go dirt racing kevin's a 29 year old 29 year old uh He's always been a friend of the family, and uh, I'm going dirt racing with a friend of ours, and my dad's going drag racing. I just didn't have any interest in drag racing. So, you know, I did the modified stuff, you know, worked for a long time with Brett Hearn and the Birchwell family up there in Jersey, won a ton of races and championships. And then, uh, you know, 93 to 97, I decided I wanted to be in the Marine Corps for a little while, travel the world, did that, uh, went back home, was with Brett for a little while, for a year and a half, and came down, that's when... Work with Bill Elliott, uh, you know, and then there was a mix, of hodgepodge of things going on there. You know, you you're chasing the dream and you're chasing the dollar. So you you know you, at that time you'd move from one team to the other for two hundred dollars a week because as a single guy two hundred dollars is a lot of money. So worked at Petty Enterprises, um, you know, with John Andretti, like great John Andretti and Jeff Green Christian and Christian uh, Fittipaldi, and probably one of the best places you could ever work for is to work for the King. Uh, I went to Bruco, and that's where I think JL, our path kind of crossed there. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, that was a great place to work because we were running for championships there, and we only had a, a, a spray booth, a drill press, and a lathe where all these other teams had CNC machines and this and that. and We were running for championships with David, David Green, and we had, you know, we were running against Brian Vickers of the world and the, Martin Truex of the world where they had unlimited funds and unlimited resources and we did pretty good you know but then I came back went to work for Robbie Gordon that's where really we did a lot of things there like uh, I would be on the road one week and the next week I wouldn't be on the road then the next you know I'd be at Dover then the next you know I'd be in Baja, Baja California I'd be in Anaheim Bobby just had me going all over the place you know did a lot of a lot of off-road stuff with him for the Baja 1000, the trophy truck, which if you've never done the Baja 1000, you'd do it because it's pretty cool. Um, so did that and, you know, friends with Robbie, and he's he's got his UTV deal going now. That's pretty good. Um, yeah. So left Robbie's, and then the same thing. Went to a couple places uh, last few years. I've pretty much been up there on the RCR campus, working with those guys and the uh, the, the big machine car, which, which should do well. And then uh, about the middle of this year, Jason Ratcliffe, who I met at Bruco, got to be got to know him pretty good. He was talking about, you know, just little things here and there. And I'm like, you know, maybe i come down there. We could reunite. And uh, after over a couple months of talking, you know, thinking about it, you know, Got to be 52 this year, and I got a 16 year old, a 13 year old, and my nine year old son. And, uh, you know, you only get so many summers with those kids. And, you know, my wife's running those kids all over the place. And I'm like, you know what? Maybe it's time for me to stay home and um, help her out, be with the family, but still get to work on some cars and do some stuff. And Jason presented an opportunity for me at Gibbs, and uh, here I am. So. We're going to run for, we're going to run hard for championships here with the Joe Gibbs Xfinity cars and the cup cars and do the same thing. And uh, we're going to work hard and do everything we can do to keep Sheldon Creed up front every single week. Um, Ironically enough, I didn't go from the RCR campus to down there with Sheldon. It just happens to be that we wound up together, but I've known him for, since he's 14, like the first time that I met him, Robbie goes, "Hey, you're going to be navigating for him in the Baja 1000. You're going to follow me around, but we're not. We weren't in a race car. We were in a we were in his alpha buggy, which is had no rules. We didn't have to follow any speed limits. <laughs> do nothing. Like we were just like just driving around. I'm like, this kid's 14. i never. I just met him today. You know, <laughs> and um, we're sitting there, and, like we're we're rolling around Baja. The thing will do 142 miles an hour. We're just cruising along." Three o'clock in the morning under the beautiful moonlight in the Baja Peninsula. And we're just talking about yachts and this and that and where he wants to go in life. And we spent like 14 hours together in that, in that buggy. And it was, uh, it was pretty cool. It was fun. So, but that brings us to today. And uh, presently sitting here getting ready to watch my daughter play soccer. Uh, the Xfinity guys flew back last night. And they'll fly back out tomorrow at the bright early time of 5 a.m. Wheels up. Go back down, um, but there's not much going on with those guys today. I think some of the shop sure. guys wound up coming in today to do something, to do some things because they won't be there tomorrow. Um, we're all caught up in the shop pretty good. The guys do a great job at the shop with uh, with the planning and the preparation of the cars and working together. So we're in good shape there. I mean, presently everybody's working on their Phoenix cars, and the other sure. the Atlanta and Vegas cars are pretty, in pretty good shape. Got to put some uh, sponsor decals on them, and they'll be they'll be pretty much ready to put in the box. Um, but the whole sport comes down to everybody just working together. Nobody does anything without each other. You know, every step of the way. You know, everybody touches a link in the chain, and you got strong people, and makes a strong chain.
1: Well, I appreciate that backstory, and, and you kind of brought us forward to Sheldon, and, and I I want to say I have been a fan of Sheldon. Uh, you know prior to this year Uh, I just think he's right there he's on the cusp of breaking through and with the way things ended last year at his previous uh, situation uh, what's his mindset I mean I I can only imagine he's he's determined and fired up to to prove to a lot of folks that he's as a winning driver that a lot of us think he can be. So if you can, you know, I'm not trying asking you to give away secrets or anything, but what what's Sheldon's mindset coming in? Is he ready to go? And and, and let's face it, the Gibbs cars in, in this series, they they win. Uh, you know, if you don't win in a Gibbs car in the Xfinity series, you're not going to be around very long. So so what's his attitude as we start this year? Well,
6: one thing I can say this about Sheldon Creed, I see a new fire in his eyes. And with that fire, I see I see more focus because he realizes the task at hand that's before us. Um, he's in the shop almost every day. Um, he's uh, on the sim as much as he can. I think I looked at the computer the other day, and he might be he might be fourteen races into his his sim. Like that's how far ahead he's trying to get. Um, he's really studying the program. He's really studying the procedures. He's he's. he's he's been working out more than he's ever done at the, at the Toyota training center. Um, But he's asking a lot of questions not just asking, you know, silly questions. He's asking some really good questions. Um, He's, he's he's, when we had a lot of the stuff going on at, at, um, at RGM with the stadium trucks and this, that he's a stadium truck champion. He would do the same thing with those, those trucks, but not to this level. Like, he would be over there practicing TIG welding in case somebody, you know, were out, he, he was out on the road and he had to TIG weld. You know, he did all that stuff himself. So the previous situation just, I think him and Austin are in pretty good shape right now. From what I understand, they were shaking hands and laughing yesterday. They had an interview on uh, TV, which was good. Um, and, and I saw a lot of camaraderie between those two last year, you know, out to dinner and breakfast, whatever it was. But he is, he's laser focused right now. As well as Sam McCauley and the whole team on the eighteen uh, but he's really asking a lot of questions, not just about the mechanics of the car, but he he was there was a conversation going on uh near me just the other day, and it was him and eric and and he was presenting Eric with different situations and asking his opinion on how he would handle it, you know, like speedway like drafting situations or Uh, You talk about some road course stuff, and and you talk about shifting and braking, and you know he's talking about pedal ratios, and he's actually getting into the the deep roots heart of the race cars and 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 the and the race craft. He's really he's talking to those guys about the race craft, which is one of the reasons why Joe Gibbs brought Eric in, is because he you know he's been solid, he's been solid his whole career. Um, and and he he's looking into that to that to that driver mentor to try to help him with that, and I I know in my heart in my mind that 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 he's going to win a lot of races this year, you know we we might bend some stuff up, but in the end I foresee us being the final four doing just what he did last year because if he didn't have if he was in the the final four in Phoenix you're talking about you're presenting something different that Sheldon Creed was your champion for 2023, mm-hmm. you know. It's, So you really think about that. If a couple things went, if if things would have finished the way they would have finished uh, we're running at Martinsville at the time of the incident, that's what would have been. Sheldon more than likely would have been the champion in 2023. Phoenix is one of his best tracks historically. It doesn't matter what he's in. He's
1: fast there. He was fast again on
6: that last Saturday at Phoenix.
1: Absolutely. Well, I, listen, I, I we could talk to you all day, Ken. Hopefully, we'll have you back on at some point, maybe later in the season after you guys rack up some wins. But uh, we really appreciate taking the time. And before we let you go, and, and Jake may have a finishing question, but if people want to follow you, I know this, but where where can people find you on Twitter on social media if they want to want to give you a follow? Well, you can give me a follow. I'm
6: not so much. I haven't been so much into the Twitter stuff, but maybe I need to be back into that. But um, you know, uh, the, you, you tagged me on your Twitter, right, right there. You got me there. Then you could probably you could find me on 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 Facebook. That's not a problem. Or you could find me on my uh, I started a, a Facebook page. It's like a kind of like a tribute race talk page back home uh, from Orange County Fair Speedway in Middletown, New York, where I grew up racing. Uh, it's called the Hard Clay After Hours. You guys could watch that. Some of it's a parody. Some of it's uh, people, fans ripping drivers, and drivers ripping fans, and uh, we're <laughs> really trying to. I love you know, that get that get that off the ground. So if everybody could follow us there, we got a little group of guys there that are on there, and they kind of sometimes go over the line. You got to reel them back a little bit, but you. Uh, <laughs> but we we got that going on. We're working in conjunction with George Smith and Dirt Track Digest and uh, Brett Gayo and the Short Track Super Series back home. Um, so you could follow me. If, Hard Clay After Hours on Facebook, um, Ken Rutger, uh, uh on the Facebook, and um, at Twitter you have me tagged, so you can follow me there. Um, I'm road retired at this moment, so I'm the soccer dad, racing dad. Um, you can also follow my son, which I'm with him, is Kenny Rutger Racing on at Facebook. You know, run the wing carts with Brexton and all them, so that cool. season's Very getting nice. ready to ramp up here too, so that's a lot of fun. Absolutely, and hopefully, JL, hopefully I'll see you here sometime soon and not at Bristol. Maybe uh, roll, roll out to Knoxville
1: for a uh, cold beverage or, or two. Uh, you get a hold of me anytime, brother. It'd be great to see you. We you got, got
0: it. plenty of place to make that happen. I, mean, I got one more question for you, Kim, before we we'll let you go. I'm kind of that guy, you know, when it comes to doing these interviews. I like to throw a fun question in there. You know, when you're on the road and it's like, man, I'm really, really starving. What is your favorite track? as far as the food scene goes
6: oh man you hit a really really high point because a really good (laughs) buddy of mine manager at our motorsports every single week we would literally sit there and we would look to see what the greatest local cuisine is so we really weren't like chain guys we would try to find like one week it might be like the best italian restaurant in the area like Something that's nationally accredited, we would go to. So, and then we would kind of, like, give each other our reviews. Like, a couple really good, believe it or not, pizza places in Phoenix, you know. So, you know, we've got, we actually, we actually had a uh, a, a list of the best hamburgers in the country. Oh, so, wow. Uh, ironically enough, the local burger joint up there and Welcome, North Carolina by is in the top three. So, we were kind of like, it really, the guy, guy sits there and he, Pats the hamburger, makes the hamburger right in front of you. You know, so nice. what, what, you go on the road, you got to go with the local, nationally accredited, uh, non-chain place. Nice. So those are the places that will really, really set you off because, you know, I can eat at Chili's or Chili's or uh, uh, McDonald's or, or or Red Robin any day of the week, right? <laughs> but uh, you know, I want to go to Mama. I want to go to Mama Rose's Mexican restaurant in uh and san felipe or something like that then that's that's what you want to do you know definitely local Excellent. cuisine without a doubt
0: sounds like we need to get ken to pizza hoss when he rolls into town ken <laughs> thank you so much for hopping on with us
6: man we'll talk again soon you got it buddy. thank you there's for life ken. remember that
0: absolutely that is ken rugger the xfinity series setup specialist for joe gibbs racing when we return my favorite segments back jl We get to make our picks, and I could spend some money and hopefully get (laughs) some in return. Stay with us. Final segment of the program coming up right here on Fan Run Radio.
2: Are you ready to flash that dazzling smile? Well, look no further than Knoxville Smiles. Our experienced team is here to give you the care and attention you deserve. From routine checkups and cleanings to advanced cosmetic treatments, we've got you covered. Say goodbye to dental worries and hello to a confident radiant smile. Don't wait any longer, schedule your appointment today and unlock the power of your smile. Call 865-539-1776 to schedule your appointment today, or just visit knoxvillesmiles.com. When
1: well, it's past high noon, it's time for a vodka soda made with a vodka you've actually heard of. I'm talking White Claw Vodka Soda made with White Claw Premium Vodka. JB Smooth only drinks vodka soda made with the world's smoothest
2: vodka.
5: And you can too. Pick you up a bottle of the triple wave filtered vodka that's been distilled five times. White Claw Premium Vodka comes in four flavors. Black cherry, mango, pineapple, and just
4: vodka. You haven't had vodka like this. No one has. White Claw Premium Vodka. Please drink responsibly. The superbly versatile all-electric EQB from Mercedes-Benz, a compact SUV that's full of big surprises. An optional fold-out third row offers luxurious comfort for up to seven occupants and almost 24 cubic feet of cargo space means this compact SUV is big enough to handle anything you can throw at it or in it. You can set the tone any way you like with 64 color customizable ambient lighting throughout. And just like every other Mercedes-Benz EV, the EQB features the very latest generation MBUX voice activated tech. So whether you want to set a new destination, change the tunes or tune up the heat, All you have to say is, hey, Mercedes, this vehicle's all electric, the feeling's all Mercedes. Test drive the EQB today at your local dealer, or learn more at MBUSA.com slash EQB. That's MBUSA.com slash EQB.
2: You can live out your MasterChef dreams when you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that.
5: Is your home's exterior in need of a makeover? If so, it's time to call North Knox Siding and Windows. Transform your home's curb appeal with premium siding options. From classic to modern styles, they've got something to suit every taste. Upgrade to energy-efficient windows that'll keep your home comfortable all year round while saving you money on your energy bills. North Knox Siding and Windows, get ready to fall in love with your home all over again. Online at NorthKnoxSidingAndWindows.com.
0: Final segment of the program, Ken Rutger. Joe Gibbs Racing making his presence felt here on Rattling Cages this morning. And Jale, I gotta say, I'm loving every single guest that you have had on this show simply because I learned so much from each person that we have on and I would like in the future if we can, just to do an hour long interview that we air in pieces over the course of a few weeks with Ken.
1: Yeah, listen, I, I, on the commercial break, I texted him and thanked him for coming on and told him how great it was. And he said he, he appreciated it and he hoped he did well. I said, Ken, you did so well, I wish we had more time. I mean, his history and his knowledge of the sport, places he's been, as you heard, the people he worked with, he he is a fountain of knowledge and he loves the sport. And one thing that I've I've gotten a lot of respect for him, making this move to Gibbs, because He's been on the road his whole career, and he and I were talking the other day. And he's at a point he doesn't want to miss any more of his kids' lives and them growing right. up. Like you said, you've only got so many summers, you've only got so many opportunities to watch ball games and so on. And so, he he took this role in part so he could still be in the sport, but he could be home and be a full-time dad and be a full-time husband. That's not easy when you've done that yeah. that long. So, Ken is is an outstanding guy, and I I certainly want to have him back on again. i love your idea for a longer interview.
0: Yeah, we will definitely make that happen for sure. And as we know, it's the day. Well, tomorrow is probably going to be the day, let's call it like it is, that we've all been waiting for throughout the entire offseason. And it is time to make our picks. We're going to give you three in which we think will win. And quite frankly, you can choose just about any of them because you never know what is going to happen. It should be noted that there is a 25% profit boost over on FanDuel right now if you want to check that out. And, of course, the betting segment here on Rattling Cages is brought to you by our friends at SM Athletics. If you need any customization done, whether that be team uniforms or business apparel, give a look at SM Athletics. Check them out on Facebook and see some of the work that we have done. Also, if you would like more info, feel free to send an email to jake at smathletics.com. With the Xfinity Series, uh, JL, I'm going to be honest, Austin Hill is by far the favorite in this one. He is at plus 360. The next closest is A.J. Allmendinger and John Hunter Nemechek at plus 1,000. Now, I'm going to give you two in this one that I think have a shot. And we're going to go – I'm going to go with Sheldon Creed and then I'm also going to take Justin Allgaier as my Mm -hmm. two. Okay.
1: All right. Good picks. I'm going to, uh, boy, it's tough. There's, you know, you try to look at it logically, but then, you know, the heart jumps in and, and I'm going with Jeremy Clements. All right. One, not only do I love the guy, but he's won at this track before he was fast. He's starting on the inside of row four. So Jeremy is my first pick for the Xfinity race. And I think I'm also going to go with, uh, with Sheldon. Uh, like I said, in the interview with Ken, i uh, excited to see what he can do this year, and plus knowing Ken and having him on that team. Uh, yeah, that may be a sentimental pick, but Jeremy and Sheldon are mine.
0: There you have that for the Xfinity Series and for the 500. For the dates on a 500, what we'll do is we'll do the same as we did last year. We'll give you two, two hot picks and then an underdog, kind of a dark horse. So with my two. We're going to go number one, Bubba Wallace. All right. And then the other pick, he's been there 20 times. It took another guy 20 times. We're going to ride with Kyle Busch. And for my dark horse candidate, we mentioned his name already, Noah Gregson. Whoa. Plus 5,500 odds. Give me Noah Gregson.
1: Wow. Wouldn't that be a? a story I mean you talk about a redemption story in less than a year that would be that a lot happen? of
0: cheese crystals so, is what that'd be in my life that's right
1: <laughs> well my picks and I've just felt this ever since qualifying for some reason the other day I'm going with Joey Logano winning from the poll uh, listen I think when Blaney when his teammate won that title last year yeah Logano's already laser focused and and i say this in a good way because i think you have to be this way in racing he's a bit selfish and that probably turned the wick up in logano's fire in the off season so i'm going with joey to to win this uh my next pick and i'm gonna go with daniel suarez i mean he's another one he's at a point where i think blaney was last year he has to win yes uh it's time for him to really do something and uh, my dark horse is a guy who has run well at the speedways. He's probably one of the best speedway racers who's never won, and that's Corey LaJoy coming from row 15.
0: That was actually Marcus Young's pick on the GI Jake show this week. He wanted a dark horse because Marcus, when he bets, he loves to take the longest odds that he can take. And he was originally going to take Anthony Alfredo. I was like, oh, Marcus, let's uh, let's scale that back a little bit, buddy. We're going to help you out here. <laughs> Um, Anthony Alfredo, no shot to win. And if he wins, I will personally come on this show next week and I will drink Alfredo sauce instead of my LaCroix. So that, <laughs> that, if Anthony Alfredo wins, y'all might be in for a treat next week.
1: Are we ready to make uh, way too early predictions for championships or do you want to wait till further down the road or next week or I don't know if we have time? Or I mean, let's go ahead and make them. We've got a couple
0: minutes to spare.
1: Well, I've already decided on mine, just, to, and I know it's way too early. I mean, I, I get that in the way the playoff format is, anything can happen. But in the truck series, I think Ty Majeski ends up uh, as your truck series champion this year. Uh, Xfinity series is the one I had the biggest trouble with. But believe it or not, I was leaning this direction even before Ken was lined up as an interview. But I think Sheldon Creed is going to. Put his name on the map and be the Xfinity Series champion. And in the cup, I think it's Logano. See,
0: I'm right there with you on the first two. But for the cup series, I don't know, the the story is just shaping up to where it doesn't – it's not going to benefit us from an emotional standpoint just because we all know what it's going to be throughout the entire year if anything goes wrong for him. (laughs) Uh, oh no. So, in my heart, I would like for it to be, you know, I would like to think that a guy like, um, you know, a Brad Keselowski could elevate, you know, RFK. Yeah. Get it back to where it could be. And I think that they've got the capability to do that, as we saw towards the end of last year. Um, you know, Kyle Bush has got to throw his name in that mix. You know, he just can't hit that midseason slump like they kind of hit At one point, you know, they started off strong and they kind of tailed off there towards the middle of the season. But all in all, NASCAR is going to get their story, as we have mentioned.
1: Oh, I just hope that's not the story that they want. (laughs) I'd almost rather see Denny Hamlin win than, than see Chase again. But, you know, we'll see.
0: It very well might happen. It very well might not. This is a weird sport. It's kind of like, you know, playing a football game down at jordan Hare stadium at night or williams bryce stadium yeah at night you just never know what's going to happen weird stuff happens in this sport and we're going to be bringing it to you all season long that is going to do it for us thank you so much jl
1: thanks jake hope everybody enjoys the races it may not happen today but whichever day it happens today or tomorrow Hope everybody comes out of Daytona safe and we've got some great storylines.
0: And if you want to follow up-to-date race coverage, we will be providing it to you on Twitter. Follow Fox Sports Knox at the G.I. Jake and at JL underscore Steel. That's S-T-E-E-L-E. That's going to do it for us here on Rattling Cages. We'll see you soon. Tune in to the Neutral Zone coming up at 10 o'clock right here on Fan Run Radio.